Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I am so happy to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and I have an amazing show planned for you today. We're going to talk a lot of NHL hockey, and that's the way it should be with my guest. But first of all, Play Up Sportsbook is your best bet. Always your best bet. They present this show for you. And we're thrilled to be a partner with them. You can also find me at cashwithflash.com where all my picks for all the sports, you can find them there. My next guest is an amazing hockey capper. He's an ex-player, so he knows a little bit about the game to begin with. He's really good with numbers, and plus he's just entertaining as hell. Please welcome from Pick Profit, my friend Zach is in the house. What's happening, dude? How you doing, Phil? Hey, I'm trying my best, man. We might have a little dog interruption. Uh, Kim's off to work today, so I'm kind of like doing a lot of different things, but I'm doing great, man. What about you? Oh, just another day up in Canada. You know, it's starting to get cold up here, but lots more hockey, and that's what we'll be talking about today, so I'm loving it still. So let me tell, let me ask the question. What is Pick Profit? What do you guys do? How many are involved in sports? Go ahead and promote yourself all the way yeah absolutely so uh we're we've been working for about three years mainly on instagram is where we started uh we also moved out to twitter now on instagram we're at pick profit inc on twitter we're at pick profit and essentially we drop free picks every single day i'm the guy that's usually dropping free pick videos uh, i'd like to do about two to three free pick videos a day we also do run premium services but as I said, we like to give out as much free stuff as we can. Uh, it's always good to help the people. And we, like I said, we've been doing it a few years. There's about three of us involved now. We just recently had uh, one of our guys move, a great guy. He's helping with uh, NFL game day on Instagram now, Danny Brasco. He's also a great capper. Nothing but good things to say about him. Tough to see him move on, but there's still three of us. And uh, our boss that runs the premium plays has been great in every single sport. And like I said, we're mainly on Instagram and Twitter at Pick Profit Inc. on Instagram and at Pick Profit on Twitter. That's a, that's amazing. You guys have done great work. But the thing that I respect most about you guys and the whole crew does it. If you miss one, you don't cry about it, but you own it. Yeah. And I know me and you have talked about it. Like you, you just got to own it sometimes. I. Some people will walk away, but end of the day, the ones that will stick around are going to see the benefits down the road. We like to preach long-term in the gambling industry a lot for what we do. And uh, a lot of times, you know, it's tough with premium services if somebody signs up for a weekend and has a losing weekend. It happens, right? But uh, we always like to say, hey, and if that does happen, we usually like to tell people, hey, we'll guarantee 
If you lost this weekend, we'll stick with you until you do profit. That's one of our big things. But long term is what we always preach. And when we go by year, yearly units, we've been positive for three units. I mean, three years straight, which is great. It's just like you said, those cold things happen. Regression is sometimes due and sometimes it lasts longer than you like, but you got to own it. And that's just it. A lot of guys don't. And those are the ones that, you know, they, they, they're up 90 units every day and blah, blah, blah. We all know that's fake, except for the squares, because they don't know that's fake. They think it happens all the time. I do the same thing, long term. I said, don't ask me about the first two or three weeks of the season. Ask me what happens at the end, and at the end, you're going to have money in your pocket. That's, that's the promise, and I do the same thing. I, I stick with them all the way until I get their money back, until they start profiting, whatever, because, you know, I understand what it's like to go to the window and lose. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, we're talking hockey today, but if you look at it in any sport, you look uh, NFL, the beginning of the season, some people might not have had some of these teams figured out as much as they do now. I mean, last weekend isn't a perfect example with some of the upsets, but just going on with any sport, the more down the road you go throughout, and we're talking hockey, it might be a little bit like, I mean, I've had my cold days the last few days. You look, the Florida Panthers just lost two in a row the last two days. Pretty sure a lot of people were on them with the streak they were going. And it, it's just early in the season, especially with a sport like hockey. I've heard so many people say it. it. It's hockey. End of the day, it's not really football where you can run away from somebody that much. And uh, any given day, with the, how much they play back-to-back days and stuff, anybody can win. We see it in the NBA all the time, too. So that's what I do love about hockey, but can make it tough in early season gambling for hockey, for sure. Well, you know, Florida, if you bet them on the road, they're not so good. But at home, they're, they're not so bad. <laughs> but yep. it's the same thing. It, it doesn't matter what sport it is. Any team can win. There's more parity in pro sports now than there ever was. And it's and You know, these late-time scratches, that's what makes hockey tough. The puck line. Remember when it used to be a half a, pun, a, half a point? Now it's a point and a half either way. Yeah, That makes it tough. I, I just talked to a guy who's been betting for a living for a long, long time. And he was told by a hockey guy that hockey is unbettable right now. Yeah. But I think you beg to differ, right? I I will say it's been tough for uh, pregame bets. Like, And I, we really, on our premium service, have only had maybe two or three of our big bets that we've given out to clients this year in hockey. Other than that, we kind of... You know, I love my hockey. Like you said, I ex-player. I like to give out free picks for it. But it's been tough. Like, a lot of the money I've actually made has been when I've been watching the game and maybe bet it live where it's a tie in the second period. And I'm thinking, hey, they're going to get – like, I I know they're dominating. They're going to take it and something like that. But like you said, man, pregame betting, and that's what I usually preach because it's hard to give out people uh, live bets, obviously. But – uh it's been tough this year, and like you said, it almost is unbettable right now. There has been a lot of teams where you just can't get a perfect read other than maybe the top three or four teams in the league, and then even then, it's is the price worth it on those teams that you're getting at some minus 300s or something like that? Well, that's the point. You know, the whole point of uh, selling picks is for your customers to profit, and it's damn hard to profit on a minus 300 line, man. Exactly. Whoo! In the NBA, they don't bring out the lineups now until right before tip-off. They're supposed to produce them at half hour before, but they're not, and it's making it real tough. 
But the great thing again is that we own these things. Yeah. You know, we know. We know we're not going to win every night. If we could, we wouldn't be on Twitter selling picks. We'd be still playing. Absolutely. And that's like the big thing, too, is units for me when we talk about how we're not going to win every single night is you got to play the units right. Otherwise, the biggest thing we preach, too, is you can't let one losing day ever hurt you. Right. It's, just, it's not going to be profitable in the long term if you're if you have five hundred dollars in your bankroll only as a small better and you're betting five different hundred dollar bets. Anytime it could go wrong. So, and that's just it. Anything can go wrong, especially in a fast sport like hockey. Let's get into the standings now. Let's start with the Eastern Conference, the Atlantic Division. What strikes me odd about this division is that only Florida currently has a, a plus goal differential. They have a plus seventeen. Everyone else is in the negative numbers. What's going on in the Eastern Conference, the Atlantic Division? I think a lot of it's goaltending, to be honest, too. Like, and you look at it, the, the Leafs, I mean, I, it's funny, I live two hours from Toronto. Almost every single hockey fan I know is a diehard Leafs fan. You know about them, but they're, they're just so inconsistent. I mean, they're a little bit of a run right now, but the start of the year, I mean, they did not look good. Jack Campbell didn't look that good in net. They're letting up. Like, the overs are cashing in Toronto games lately, I'll tell you that. Tampa Bay is the opposite. Vasilevsky looks great, but they're not producing. I saw last night how many power plays those guys had, and they just can't They just can't score. Florida's the only team to me in the Eastern right now that's kind of looked the best two-way hockey team. They're, they're doing it good on defense, goaltending, they got it. And they're, they're producing on the power play is a big thing, too. You know, Boston is 5-0-0 at home. Are they a good bet at home, or is the juice too much? See, I if if you're getting at minus 300, like we just said, it's always tough to take a hockey pick at minus 300 any given day. You know, we saw the Sens, I think, a few weeks ago. The Leafs were like a minus 320 against them, and the Sens beat them. So a lot of people yesterday, when I was looking at the money, I believe there's a lot more money. Obviously, the majority of the money was on the Bruins if, for people that were betting on the money line. But on the puck line, there was a ton. And you got burned on that if you took it because they won by one. And that's a big thing. People wanted to stay away from the juice. But, yeah, they are very good at home, Boston. But I will say, as a Bruins fan, too, goaltending's an issue this year. Tuka Rask's been so good. I think after Swayman went into the playoffs last year, he did well, and I think Bruins fans and the organization expected a lot more out of him. And now he has not looked good. And uh, I'd almost call Allmark their number one goalie in Boston right now. That's a that's a crazy thing because Tuka Rask, he was one of my favorites. He still is. What yep. a dependable guy. But, you know, when he took that stand last year with the COVID, I'm going home and take care of my family. I, I respected him more for that than than most people did probably, but maybe he's pressing too much. Who knows? But at home, they're a good bet only if you can get a good price. Now, when we talk about price in hockey, what's a what's your uh, like Mendoza line, so to speak? What line won't you cross? There's not essentially a line I'm not going to cross. I like to look at it if I had this. In this exact situation, these two teams playing each other, 
How many times out of 10 are they going to win? Usually if I'm getting in my head and when I do the numbers and everything about anything over seven out of 10 times, I see them winning in that situation. Even if it's at a minus 250, I'm willing to – so maybe that'll, maybe that's where I'll answer you. About a minus 250 in hockey, I'm not laying down on a minus 300 no matter what. Like I, It's just tough to do. We've seen it happen so many times where it just doesn't work out and you get burned. But I'm willing to take a minus 250 if I'm like pretty confident and everything's lining up. Like tonight, Minnesota at minus, I got them last night at minus 200. They're taking on the Coyotes. I do not mind taking that at all on the money line. Right. That's my that's my cutoff point in any sport. Minus is, 200? Yeah, minus 200. Now, I'll go a lot deeper on the plus side because I, oh. I must have an edge, you know. Yeah. But, but I generally stay away from anything over minus 200 because it's just so much risk. And it yeah. doesn't always seem like there's a great reward. However, in hockey, what I, I would do with a minus 250 or whatever is probably look to string it together with a couple of other teams and maybe do a three-leg parlay or something. Yeah. I might do something like that. But you got the Sabres and you got the Sens, and, and they're both on five-game losing streaks. Now, you see that. Now, the average guy will see that, and they'll say, you know what? I'm going to take Buffalo in their next game, or I'm going to play Buffalo until they snap. I don't think that's such a good idea, do you? No, I don't think it is, too. And I actually I know some people that t- kept telling me, hey, Arizona is playing pretty good hockey, and this is when they were about 0-5. And they were saying, I've seen them outplay a lot of people. They just can't seem to put the puck in the net right now. Uh, and they kept betting them, and little do you know, it lasted till 0-11. So... That didn't work out, and that's kind of the way I see the Sabres right now. I mean, a lot of people probably started the year last year. The huge NHL trend was fade the Sabres because it was very, very profitable. And uh, even if you weren't taking them on the money lines over minus 200 and taking them on puck lines last year, it was still profitable to fade the Sabres. They lost a ridiculous amount of games. Their record was tremendous. I mean, tremendously awful. But this year... They probably pissed off a lot of people to start the season with that hot start. And I think I listened to your last show, too, on NHL, and you guys were talking about the Sabres, and right around that part where they were hot, saying they were going to drop off, and that's exactly the way I feel, too, right now. That is not a team that I feel comfortable right now on a as an underdog betting until I can maybe see that, hey, this is actually not a fluke, because... As of right now, that start to me was a fluke, and now they're showing their true colors as the Sabres. Well, that's what I. That's kind of what we were trying to point to with the Sabres, because I think they were like four and zero right off the gate, but they were all at home. Now yeah. they're still four one and one at home. I might take a shot at them as an underdog at home, but at uh, home, yeah. And I'm looking right now at their schedule. Yeah, see, their next two home games, too, are against the Oilers and the Leafs, which are two teams that, you know, I might take a shot on it on the Leafs because they're inconsistency, but it's hard to take anything against the Oilers right now, the way they're playing and the way Connor McDavid's playing. And in, in Toronto, you're right. They're just inconsistent. And, and you're, you're a fan, you know. And, and 6-2-1 and one at home, though, that's not such a bad thing. But when you catch them on the road, and this is where betters, I think, in NHL get in trouble. 
is they seem to think that there's such a thing as a home ice advantage. And maybe there is a little bit, but of all the professional sports, that's the least important factor, right? Yeah, unless you're in Vegas or maybe Seattle, it's liter- like this year as a new thing. Even yeah, then. right, a new thing because I used to pick on them every single day. I always took the I always took Vegas at home because you know the guys are out partying and, and they're not really interested in hockey on uh, the next day. Oh, that first year it was incredible the amount they were winning at home. And I think it's definitely dropped off the biggest hangover since teams have been able to do it a few years. They're not really going out in Vegas as much. I mean, there's still definitely, if you listen to some of their stories, there's still guys doing it. But uh, yeah, and then Seattle this year, I mean, that place, they're they're good defensively. I don't want to say they're a good team because they're not, a lot of people, I mean, going into the season, I saw all these, Seattle cracking NHL futures tickets. People thinking they're going to be the next Vegas. Well, you're mistaken on that because it's not even close to being like that. But at home, I mean, just look at Seattle and the NFL, even the 12th man. I've watched them, those cracking home games, like their first one. It is electric in that place. And yeah. it's kind of, I don't want to say it's like Vegas because it's not even close. But for Seattle hockey in their first year, I was I was pretty impressed. Hey, I took a stab opening night on Seattle. I think they were plus 186. They lost 3-2. But... I got plus 300 that night. Oh, you, and... you pulled the trigger, right? Oh, I, I made a free pick video on it for everything, and everybody called me crazy. And, hey, they almost had that one. And they were down 3 nothing. remember? And they came yeah. back. Or 2-0 two yeah. two they were down, and they came back. But what a good what a good story Seattle is, even though they're not winning a lot of games. They're a lot of fun. But that extra man in the stands, now that makes a difference. Now we go over to the Metro, and we got five teams on the plus side of scoring. I always look at the Metropolitan Division as the uh, division I like to play the over in. Absolutely. I mean, Capitals games, Flyers games, Rangers games. Actually, not so much Rangers this year. They've had good goaltending on their side, but Capitals and Flyers are notorious teams, like you said, to score a lot of goals, and let a lot of goals in also. And, and that's that's what we look for in hockey. We, we don't always look at the money line. The puck line can be your best friend, as can the total. A lot of times the total is exploitable, and people don't seem to go there, and I don't understand why. Absolutely, and I love playing totals in hockey, especially when you see, I mean, generally you'd say on the average game total you're seeing around five and a half unless there's two high scoring teams or two teams that really haven't been producing with good goaltenders that maybe drop it to five but i mean when i see some of those five and a halfs with the team if i see a washington philly matchup or something like that in the metro i mean i will absolutely take my shot on an over five and a half oh yeah for sure for sure now the islanders they're, they're struggling a bit I live in Queens, so I don't really care. I'm a Rangers fan. But I have a funny feeling. I can't say this out loud. I don't know why. But I have a funny feeling that that plus two goal differential is about to change for the Islanders. You're saying it's going to go, they're going to be going negative or they're going to be going way positive? They're going to go way positive because I think they haven't played a home game yet, have they? They have not played a home game yet. You are correct. It's the COVID well, thing. So they, they've been on the road for a long time, and they're holding their own. Yeah. I got to think that they're going to be all right when they get home. 
Yeah, and they're the the Devils, Lightning, Panthers, Flames, Leafs, Rangers, Penguins. It's it's a tough matchups, but they're not crazy tough matchups. And I like the I mean I don't like the Islanders. The, no. They did my Bruins dirty last year, but I like them as a team. They got a lot of skill. That and that Matt Barzal kid is a absolute speed demon, and I just love the way he plays hockey. To be honest, he's a great prop bet too. Yeah, I, I he's a great prop bet because either when he's gone, he don't seem to miss, but when he isn't. You know, you could play the under on his uh, shots per goal game or whatever, and, yeah. and you could do some things with that damage. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, that's a team right there that people fall in love with for the, all the wrong reasons, and they lose their money on. Do you find that to be true? Absolutely, and I have been smart with that. I'm not the type of person that falls in love with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But, I mean, just look at it. No, Like, literally nobody right now, and people are still – betting on them for some reason. Like, I'll look at the money on Penguins games someday and then look at their record. It just doesn't make sense. Like, it's like people are giving away their money to the Pittsburgh Penguins. They, they're just not good right now. Like, without Crosby, without Car – is Carter still out? I think he is, and I think Malkin's out too, right? Yeah, Malkin's out, that's for sure. Crosby, Malkin. Yensel was out for a bit. Uh, Latang has been out as well. All their goal scorers are out. Who? They, I mean, okay, they they've kept it pretty good at, a, at zero. They're they're dead even. You know, they scored the same amount of goals as they've allowed. You can't bet a team like that unless you're going to bet against them. Exactly. And that's that's just not making sense. But why they do it? Because it's Sid the kid. I talked to a guy the other day who said Sid the kid's going to turn things around. I said he's still on the shelf. He's not going to play for a while. I no, said he's not even playing. I heard something with that wrist that it's been since like the 2013 playoffs that he did it, and right. it's been a nagging thing forever. So yeah, I mean, the fact he's finally sitting out shows, hey, he wants to get this thing fully fixed. He's not ready to hop in early because the Penguins are off to a slow start. This is a guy that's got multiple Stanley Cups, one of the best of all time. He's not going to risk his wrist to hop in a little bit early to help out the Penguins. No, he's not going to at all because at the end of the day, he wears the sweater with his with his heart, but he's also got a bank account to think about too. Yeah, and not even that. I mean, I think Sidney Crosby's the type of guy that, I mean, you look at Ovechkin right now, what he's doing, and I'm not saying goal-scoring-wise because Crosby's much more of a playmaker, but Crosby can do the same at his age too. I think he just wants to be fully healthy and show that because – it, it hasn't, as much as it's still been Sid the Kid, he's still dominated. I mean, last year he had a couple great playoff games. It's still not as exciting as we saw him maybe five, six years ago. And I really don't think that's an age thing. I think he really was having wrist problems that weren't fully. He wasn't using the backhand as much as he used to, which used to be the, the Sidney Crosby special, right? right. Everybody it's the backhand, Sidney Crosby. Thanks. So. Deke with the, that deke with the side and then flip it with the backhand. Oh, absolutely. The little leg kick, too. Everybody used to uh, imitate that one. And that's why that's why they're still betting on it, because they remember this. And think about it this way. He was hurt while he was doing some of that stuff. And I think he's also a guy who is very aware of his legacy. You know, he's Sid the Kid. Absolutely. And if, and if he ain't feeling like Sid the Kid... He ain't hitting the ice. Now, he did that before for the Penguins, and look where it's gotten him. 
now he's finally getting surgery after about 10 years. Say what you want to, but I'll be, it's always been Sid versus Ovi too. And always. then you say Ovi's playing right now. I don't think Sid wants to hop in and play half-ass when Ovi's pretty much getting a goal a game right now. And there you go. And Ovechkin is still a monster. I don't it, care what that Capitals record is. <laughs> I, exactly. Like it's the he is just so fun to watch and people say like hey he's older but to me man he, he might be a little bit slower on the speed side but he's he's bigger, he's stronger and he's smarter is the big thing. If anything he's playing more defense than he used to. I remember that was that one year he where he had the worst plus minus in the NHL and everyone was giving it to him. Next year he comes back, plays defense, wins the Stanley Cup. Well, that's to see that now. If you did that to a basketball player or a football player, they wouldn't give a rat's ass. But hockey guys are different, and they care. They play, and they also have longevity because maybe the skates aren't as quick as they were, but the brain's working good, and the experience alone. That's why you see guys playing into their forties and successfully playing into their forties in the NHL. Absolutely. And I mean, we'll, we'll get back to the divisions and hop into the central after, but just talking about this topic right now, the team that you think about the biggest discrepancy with what we're talking about, I always look at is the Leafs and the Bruins. I mean, the Leafs have so much talent on that team. For me, it's always been a front office thing in the fact that they're getting these guys that are studs, but they're playing soft. Like, the Leafs never have a problem really in the regular season, but when was the last time they won a playoff series? 2003. Meanwhile, Boston, yeah, they don't like, yeah, we're great at home, all this, but you, you send a guy to Taylor Hall, like Taylor Hall to Boston, who really wasn't playing two way hockey. He was scoring goals. He hadn't played defense since the Windsor Spitfires in the OHL when he was playing. <laughs> and then they move him to Boston, and this guy is playing on the second line. And he's playing more defensive than anything. It's just a mentality that a lot of the teams in NHL are putting into guys is that you got to be tough. And that's the way hockey's played. And like, you got to grind everything. And that's just a thing with Toronto that I don't see. I mean, Austin Matthews is an absolute stud. His shot, incredible. But I don't like the way the front office handles those guys. They let them do what they want. I think Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, all those guys could be great players if they had a little bit more toughness to them. And that's just it. You know, sometimes we have these younger generation guys who don't think the same way, you know, who are thinking more with their wallets instead of thinking about the game. You know, a guy like Ovechkin, he's still on the pond as far as he's concerned, and he's going to go out there and do what he's got to do. And some of these guys don't. And then again, situations matter too, right? What team you're on. Can you play junior hockey? There probably were times when, uh, you were on teams where they could exploit your opportunity or, or your uh, talent and other times where they didn't take advantage of your talent. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, and it comes down to, I say front office, but sometimes coaching too, just the guys that'll push you. And I just, I think honestly, Toronto, one of their biggest mistakes still was getting rid of Babcock. I don't think he was the problem in Toronto. I think, Toronto's problem stems from the cell, from the uh, issue that just for years, like it's literally been since 2003, since they've 2003 or 2004, since they've won a playoff round. That's incredible. 
That's yeah. a, that's a team you better get to the playoffs, Toronto. <laughs> Especially if you get to a game seven. <laughs> yeah. And all that talent they have, too. I'm just jealous of the talent. I'm a Rangers fan, and they're doing okay, but they don't have the talent Toronto has. No, and that's just it, – it's almost frustrating to watch as a hockey fan. Like, especially, like, I'm two hours from Toronto. I'm London, Ontario. A lot mm-hmm. of hockey guys come out of here. And, uh, you know, so many Leafs fans. And year after year – I mean, as a Bruins fan, it's kind of funny, but year after year, you actually almost got to feel bad for them at one point, like – with all this talent, it just it never falls. The pieces never fall together, and I just think, end of the day, they end up getting outworked and outbodied. They just don't have a ton of bruisers, which in the playoffs it comes down to. But we're talking regular season, so get back to the Central Division if you want to. Yeah, let's do that because there's four teams or three teams in the plus side of things in the scoring. St. Louis, you know, Jordan Bennington when he came up. Two seasons ago, they were like in the dumpster fire. They were horrible, and he turned it around for them. Is this is this this is the case again this year, right? Absolutely. And there was that one game uh, they lost their first game of the year, mm-hmm. and he absolutely went livid. And after I saw that, I was like, "This is the Jordan Bennington from that Stanley Cup run they had. It's not the one that kind of fell off last year. This kid looked." I don't know if it was with the whole COVID season and everything last year and just it was kind of wonky, but man, this kid looked dialed in and focused right now. He's he's a psychopath. Like, I mean, a lot of goalies are, you know, different, but this guy is a legitimate he is crazy, like a crazy hard worker. He just loves hockey and the way he's playing goalie right now is it, it's no surprise, really. Like I think it, after we saw that first season, it was more of a surprise that he didn't play great last year than it is that he is playing good this year. This guy, I'll tell you what, he he's money. He's money in the bank. Okay, they're 7-2-1 and one over their last 10, but they're still money. They win on the road. They win at home. You don't see that team making a lot of excuses. A lot of clubs make excuses. They get in the dressing room and they conjure up some idea and they come out and make excuses. Jordan Bennington... He'll break his stick over the post. He'll get pissed off and, and watch out. Exactly. And, I mean, you look at it like I like the Blues are one of those teams when we're talking home ice advantage or not. I really don't care when they're playing home or away because, well, obviously depending on the opponent. But I love the way he's playing in net right now. And not only that, but if you look at this roster – a lot of, at the beginning of the year, a lot of people were kind of saying, oh, it's a surprise about St. Louis. But when you look at the roster, is it is it really that much of a surprise? They have so much talent up front at forward. Like, it's ridiculous, really. And they were missing Ryan O'Reilly and still, like, for a while to start the season. And they just crush. They just crush a team that's getting crushed. But it's a hard bet because the money is so big you have to play them as an underdog as the Blackhawks and I, I they're on my do not playlist yeah they're awful in Arizona they're on my do play against list I don't care what the vig is over 200 if it's over minus 200 I don't touch it but 200 or a lot pull the trigger that's what I said I got the wild over Arizona at 200 on the dot last night I woke up it's about 215 on my book now so I'm happy about that but that was a good play. The Arizona is 
in shambles right now. And, you know, they, they have some young talent, but they just they can't put the puck in the net. It's horrible to see. I remember two seasons ago, Arizona was a money play every time they played at home. They were solid as Sears at money plays at home. But this year, they're just not solid anywhere. They're solidly in the backside of a bad look. They won a game. Finally, they broke a nine-game losing streak, or maybe it was a 10-game losing streak. But at the end of the day, Arizona is the team that you do play against. They're young. They're, they might be hungry, but they don't have the experience it takes. The goaltending is not so good, and, and it's tough. But the Nashville Predators are a team also. Now, they may have lost a game. But I kind of feel like they're going to turn the corner. That's another team that has a lot of talent, especially behind the blue line, right? Absolutely. Uh, Roman Yossi on the blue line, stud. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that they've also had a little bit of injury issues and COVID issues this year. Like, yeah. Forsberg has been out. He hasn't played every single game. Uh, some guys like that. So, you know, I and I love Soros and that for him. I think that guy is an absolute brick wall also. But, yeah, they've had a hard schedule to start also. And uh, I really like Nashville to turn the corner. If we're talking home teams again, that's another place where, you know, regular season, we don't like to talk that much home ice advantage. But you get to Nashville in the playoffs, and that that's a different type of atmosphere there. Yeah, the buffoonery in the stands, it's crazy. Dallas is another team people have given up on. I think that's a mistake. I, I think you need to wait them out. I think they have a couple injuries, right? They do have a couple injuries. And Tyler Sagan, I a lot of people are kind of saying he's not performing right now. I mean, four goals, three assists in eleven. I mean, in eleven games so far, and people are still getting mad at him. And he's just <laughs> like, in I get it. Like that's not like great compared to when you look at some of the McDavid's or Drysaddles, but. I, they have talent, and they're going to turn around. I mean, I don't expect them to be like an absolute lock to make the playoffs as a wild card or something like that, but I don't think that they're something – I mean, a team to give up on at all either. They definitely have the talent. And now Holtby's back. They have him and Kudobin in that. That's a pretty good one-two hit at goalie. That certainly is. Kudobin, they're both, they're both number one starters in most places too. That's why I don't give up on them, especially so early. 12 games into the season, and, and folks are already writing teams off. Now, okay, Arizona, I understand why, but Dallas, Nashville, even Winnipeg. People talk about Winnipeg. What are they? They've won like six and had three overtime losses. That's another thing I look at when I'm handicapping a hockey game. How many overtime losses they have? Does that matter to you? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, even the difference between... in. I don't know why, like they, it's an OT loss if you lose in shootout or overtime, but that still is a pretty big difference to me. Teams that are like playing defensively enough to get through in overtime, they're but, just so tough. Oh, absolutely, three on three. I mean, I like, I love it to start the year. Start the year, it's, it's exciting as hell. But by the time you get to playoffs, you're like, all right, I'm ready for a little five-on-five five that might last three overtime somehow because they're playing so defensive. But, yeah, it, it's so tough to get through in overtime, and I think you're seeing more and more this year than ever less games going into the shootout because teams are figuring out ways to play overtime. But it's definitely a big thing because – and I don't know how much on puck lines you're playing the – ever played the reverse puck lines, but 
a lot of times if I'm seeing somebody at a plus one and a half and they're a team that, for instance, has a lot of overtime losses compared to their actual losses with a decent amount of wins and I'm getting them as a dog, I might want to put a little bit on that plus one and a half too. That's exactly the way to play that, by the way. I, I think, too, when I look at the shootout losses, those things can go either way. You know, I, I don't pay too much attention to the shootout losses, but it's the overtime losses. Because, you know, you can also play a tie at the end of regulation or whatever. There's so many ways to bet hockey that people really don't understand or know about. And, and they better get it quick because this stuff is booming in America now and it's booming worldwide. But we've got the Pacific Division. I'm hanging out here with my friend Zach from Pick Profit. What a great site. You can find them over on Twitter at Pick Profit. And believe me when I tell you, they'll let you know when they won. But more importantly, they'll let you know when they lost. And, and there's no BS in their game. And that's what I love about that group over there. Edmonton, we got the Pacific Division. And we've got more. There's more scoring in this one. The teams are outscoring their opponents. Five teams have done that. What do you like about the Pacific Division? Well, there's a lot of off offensive talent in it right now, especially in the Edmonton and Calgary teams. And actually, you know, San Jose, I I thought it was kind of a fluke to start the year. And the more I'm actually watching these games, they're, I'm, I don't want to say a problem, but it's not as much of a fluke as we might think. But then you just look at Edmonton and Calgary at the top. First of all, if we're talking hockey this week, you can't not talk it, about it without talking about Connor McDavid's goal last week. It was just Damn. ridiculous. And, I mean, I think I watched – I'm not even a big McDavid guy, to be honest. I, I think he's the best player in hockey, yes, but not a big fan just uh, from knowing some things and uh, his right. off-ice off <laughs> I don't love. But – uh He's incredible, and it just the fact that the Oilers can literally be down four-one in any type of game—it's like the Lightning were last year, kind of—and they just turn it on, man. They just turn it on when they want to score goals. They score goals, and they have the weapons to do it. And they're finally playing defense, also. You know, in that in that same division, you're looking at Anaheim and you're looking at Los Angeles, two teams that people usually write off and think they suck because they've had to rebuild and change some things. But the Kings are off to a six-game winning streak, and the numbers don't reflect it in the betting lines, do they? Not at all. And that's the same with Anaheim. And I look for them to maybe the best goalie in the NHL this year, uh, Gibson. He... It, uh, Anaheim, when Gibson is in that, it doesn't matter how nice the line might look on the other side or who they're playing. I will not touch it the way that guy is playing this year. No, I, I leave that alone. But I'm, I'm happy for the Kings. My friend Michael, who you probably listen to, uh, heard the, with, that's the only one I've talked hockey with this season. He's a big Kings fan, so he's had to suffer a little bit. And now he's back at it. He's had to suffer since they took out the Rangers in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, yeah, because that was you should have listened to those shows. <laughs> oh yeah, back then that would have been awesome because I mean they were they were just something special in those days, and I mean I still think they look pretty good right now, and a lot of it's going to be their old Kopitar is looking like five years younger all of a sudden, but they need 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 to get Drew Doughty back, and it's not looking like it's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. But 
even then, they're still a good play right now. And, oh, the way they're playing right now, absolutely. And, and you know, the great thing is, is some of those guys were around when they, they were losing. And so they're feeling good. You can see the excitement. You know, even though you're a professional athlete and you're picking up a check, it's still exciting to win. Absolutely. And a, a guy that he's back for them, he played big for them the other day, Andreas Athanasiu. He was in Detroit for a yeah, while. Yeah, he was. Yeah. For a while. This kid is a speedster, man. Like, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be a first-line guy for them because that's not. He'll be on the third line, fourth line. But just the speed he brings to that lineup, I mean, it's the type of speed that in – any type of situation in the game, you get the puck quick in a, and you're switching possession. He he can turn it on, man. And just last game uh, for them, I think he had a a goal and an assist, and they were both pretty much exactly what I said, just flying past everybody on the wing and just driving the net. Yeah, plus he's got a nice little nose for the puck too, and it seems to fall on his stick sometimes. But you're right, he's not a first-line guy. He doesn't need to be, though. He's a he's a speed demon. He he's a big one. Now we're about to wrap this thing up, and, and I gotta ask you if you wanted to give some like newbies out there some betting advice on hockey. What would you what would you tell them? Uh, hockey betting advice. There's just like we were talked about in this show already. Big ones, money lines on, that you're loving under. You say minus two hundred. Mm-hmm. I played. I think I said my lines about minus two fifty, and that's very rare that I'll go over minus two hundred. But puck lines are a big one too. They can be your best friend sometimes, especially on underdogs like we were saying. You look at those overtime losses, wins sometimes. It's the amount of games that go to overtime and it'll help out or burn you on a puck line if you're on the minus one and a half. So many people just think, hey, I'm gonna get the empty netter if they're up one. But this year we've seen a lot of games go the opposite way where teams are flying in and tying it at the end of the game. So, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of those uh, plus one and a half puck lines this year on underdogs rather than maybe taking a shot on the straight up money line or taking a shot on the straight up money line for maybe a half unit, whereas you're playing the puck line for a unit, something like that. But overall, I, hockey right now, like you said, it, it's been tough to bet on like it is for any sport at the beginning of the year. I don't think anybody should be going crazy, dropping 10 unit plays on NHL games right now. It, it's Everything is up in the air. End of the day, it's still hockey. There's teams that we talked about in this that we, we love in certain situations, whether it's they're at home or um who's in net for them. I mean, we talked about that this whole show, essentially different situations like that. So things to look out for just little things. And hockey's definitely fun to bet on. I mean, you got to love what NHL on TNT is doing right now. It's just making hockey way more fun for everyone to watch, to bet on. So I'm loving the way it's going. And I hope that we can all start making more money on it. And I think that we will. This has been a great show. I, I think if I had one piece of advice for hockey betters, is to read more. Read the beat writers. I know that they, they, they're kind of rough on the players sometimes, especially in hockey, but they know what's going on. And if you could befriend a couple of them, you know, they'll answer you because they, they have egos too. <laughs> and they'll answer you, and you're going to learn something. But read a little more. Watching the games are great. I mean, they really are. But read a little more. Read what goes on behind the scenes. Listen to guys like Zach who know what they're talking about. Thanks for being here, brother. 
No worries. Thanks for having me. It was a great time. Love what you do. You're an awesome guy. Love your cash with flash page as well. So keep doing your thing, man. I will do that. And you can find Zach and the rest of the crew at Pick Profit on Twitter. And the Instagram is again? At Pick Profit Inc. It's just add an ink to the end of it. So Add an ink to the end of it and add some black ink to your bankroll with Pick Profit. I'll tell you what, we want to thank PlayUp.com, PlayUp Sportsbook for sponsoring this show. Don't forget CashWithFlash.com where all your betting needs are there except for hockey and we're going to work on that real soon. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good and most importantly, Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.